You are listening to the Supermama's Getting Tired podcast. I'm your host, Tori Henderson, and this is episode 129. All links and show notes can be found by going to lifecoachingforparents.com slash 129. Welcome to the Supermom is Getting Tired podcast. This show is designed for moms who invest everything into parenting, but get overwhelmed, lost, and resentful. Listen and learn how to unburden yourself, feel calm, full of energy, and in control. I'm your host, master certified life coach, teacher, and recovering supermom, Tori Henderson. Hello, supermoms. Happy summer. Happy 4th of July if you're in the United States. I hope you're having a great time spending some quality time with your family, maybe even getting a little R&R, rest and relaxation, maybe even some alone time. I heard that there are like 50 million Americans traveling this week. So if you are one of them, I hope you're traveling safely. I hope that if you are like many people right now and getting COVID, I hope that you recuperate quickly and that it's not a big deal for you because it definitely seems to be rampant. The uh, restrictions are coming down. We're allowed to travel uh, without as much hassles as before, but COVID is certainly still out there. So stay well, stay healthy. I'm excited about this week's podcast. I mentioned, I meant to put it out last week about how to prioritize when I've got so many things on my to-do list that are calling my name. And so I think it's a really great topic, super important, but that Roe v. Wade overturning was really weighing heavily on me. And I felt so much better after telling y'all the stories about the women who came through the doors at Planned Parenthood. I just wanted to put a personal face from my three years of experience working at a Planned Parenthood clinic with all the various women who came through. And the ones that stuck in my mind the most, of course, are the unique cases. But um, it was a wonderful place to work with wonderful, wonderful people. And so I thank you for If you listened to last week's podcast, I thank you for it. It helped me feel like their stories are being told and you guys can get an insider's glimpse as to what it's like to work at a Planned Parenthood clinic for those who haven't had the opportunity. So this week we're talking about prioritizing. So the question for today says, I'm on summer break along with my kids. I've got a seven-week break from my job, but I'm overwhelmed by all the competing priorities on my time. I want to use this time to relax with my kids by the pool, declutter and have a garage sale, teach my kids how to cook, get more exercise, see my friends and family, plant a garden, take my kiddos to Six Flags, and get a hold of my finances, organize my files, etc. Do you see what I mean? The list just keeps going on and on. I don't want August to come along and find I haven't accomplished any of it. These seven weeks could easily be filled with the daily tasks of motherhood. How do I prioritize my to-do list when they all seem equally important? Laura. Okay. Today's parent educator answer is, or or it's not really a parent education question, but it's just kind of like, how do I organize my to-do list? I'm going to answer that question before I get to what gets in our way from doing it. 
So when you work on the school calendar, it's very easy to put pressure on the condensed summer vacation in order to accomplish things that you're unable to get to during the year. I mean, how many times during this year did you say like, oh, I'll do it during the summer. This summer, I'll have time. I'll have plenty of time is what we tell ourselves. But summer rolls around and we don't have plenty of time. And thinking about all the things that you want to do creates an attention bottleneck. So an attention bottleneck is too many ideas swimming around our brains that actually make us move slower and accomplish less. So you can call it analysis paralysis or overthinking or an attention bottleneck, but it is a supermom kryptonite for sure. So no one else can tell you what your priorities should be. Only you know what's right for you. So I can't tell you how to prioritize, but I can give you some guidelines and some questions that might be able to help you prioritize. And I call them the Ds. So we are going to focus on declutter, discipline, delight, decide, delete, delegate, delay, and do. The number one thing you can think about when prioritizing, trying to prioritize your to-do list, is to declutter. Is there anything on this list that you know is going to get done? Like perhaps relaxing at the pool is automatically built into your summer schedule. Like maybe every day from three to four, you meet the neighbors there with the kids. So you don't have to think about doing it. You'll just do it because it's part of your routine. And so this is one thing, we create this attention bottleneck when we pour even just like automatic things we know we're going to get done and we add those to our mental to-do list, it can make us feel overwhelmed. So I don't have to think about doing the dishes because the daily mess reminds me that to get it done. Every time I walk by the kitchen, I'm like, oh yeah, dishes. If you enjoy gardening, perhaps you can trust yourself to do it and take it off your to-do list. Clear out that mental space. Holding tasks in your head unnecessarily takes up valuable mental real estate, and that can drain your energy. So declutter your brain by putting some tasks on autopilot. Think about, like, I don't have to write on my to-do list, brush my teeth, because I just brush my teeth every night before I go to bed. Throwing things into habits or just things that you know you're going to do, then you can cross it off your to-do list. So that's number one, is to declutter your to-do list. Number two, discipline. (laughs) Now, it's a word a lot of people don't like, but I want you to think about it this way. Is there one thing that positively impacts everything else? What is one thing that improves every other area of your life? For example, a good night's sleep makes everything else easier. So perhaps sleep should be a priority in figuring out how to get a good night's sleep. Exercise gives us physical energy, mental clarity, sometimes provides a social outlet. And so maybe exercise is one thing that positively impacts everything else. For me, that's 
yoga is always the answer to that question. Is yoga impacts my mental, emotional, and physical well-being. It gives me energy. It makes me feel more alive. And it makes everything else on my to-do list easier to tackle. But perhaps for you, getting hold of finances will make you relax and enjoy your summer more because you'll know what you have to spend and where you're going to spend it, and you'll feel a little more calm and in control of your money. You get to use your discipline on the one thing that has the greatest impact on everything else. Number three, delight. What will you regret not doing once school starts again? Now, this is kind of the same thing of like thinking about being on your deathbed and looking back at your life. What will you regret not having done? Now, usually when we picture ourselves in a rocking chair on our porch, kind of whittling away the hours uh, in our old age, we imagine what we would regret. It usually involves things like relationships with people, uh, having fun, having adventures, doing something that scares us but that maybe makes a good story to tell. Uh, Something bold and exciting are usually the things that we come up with when we picture ourselves old, laying in the nursing home or sitting on the front porch in our rocking chair, looking back on our life. So you can take this same thing and put it to the beginning of the school year. When you look back on this summer, You didn't mention the ages of your kids, but think about how old your kids are now. What will you regret not having done with the kids at the ages that they are now? So that's one way to look at it. Like for me, I always wanted to, I really was grateful that I took my kids to Universal Studios. They were the perfect ages that kind of middle school, they've outgrown Disneyland, and then we did that Harry Potter world. And I loved it, probably as much if not more than they did. I thought it was super cool. But I just thought, I'm probably not going to do that when I'm 60. I probably won't go to Universal Studios, and and I'm probably not going to go to Legoland when I'm, you know, 75, just by myself. So I wanted to do those things when my kids were the ages that that would be fun and relevant. And I'm so glad that I did. But you can also think about school starting. And if August rolls around and you have a clean house and you have organized finances, but you never had a chance to connect with your kids and relax by the pool, then you might regret that. Or maybe you spent so much time relaxing by the pool that you regret not getting your house organized and your finances organized. So When your kids are out of the house, what will you wish you had done with them at the ages they are today? Or what will you regret come August that you wish you had tackled this summer? Or what will you be so grateful that you tackled? Prioritize the activities that delight you rather than the shoulds, and your kids will get the best version of mom. Number four is decide. So, so far we've got declutter, discipline, delight. Number four is decide. Is there a decision that needs to be made? Closing a loop by making a decision will give you a big boost of energy. If we're 
delaying making a decision or telling somebody about the decision that we've made. Finally, owning up to it and deciding and telling people what your decision is, is going to free up so much energy. So whether this is that you're not going to attend the family reunion you've been invited to, you've already maybe decided, but you haven't told them, go ahead and tell them your decision. Put a date on the calendar for your garage sale. Commit to it. Now you've got a deadline to organize that garage. Book a weekend trip away from the kids with your girlfriends or with your partner. You know, book that hotel room with your kids. Sign up for a 5K. Hire a money coach. Committing to a decision is going to be a big boost of energy. Another way to approach this is to ask yourself, what am I avoiding? And I like to do this with a pen and a piece of paper. So like sitting with my journal and I'll write down the question, like, what am I avoiding? And you just kind of sit with that for a while and let the answer bubble up. When that answer bubbles up of what are you avoiding? It could be a feeling you're avoiding feeling or a decision to make or something you you need to do, but you don't want to do it. You haven't done it yet. Let it bubble up and then make a decision to move the needle forward in that direction. Committing to forward action and making decisions is going to clear out your mental clutter and help you feel accomplished. Number five, delete. Is there anything on the list you can just choose not to do? Maybe the reason you're avoiding it is because you don't want to do it and deleting it is the perfect thing. Maybe your kids love Six Flags, but you don't. (laughs) Drop them off and enjoy a day to yourself. Is swim team more hassle than it's worth? You can quit. Closets can stay messy for another year. Kids can teach themselves to cook on YouTube. Deleting things frees up energy in a flash. Number six, delegate. Is there anything on your list you can delegate to somebody else? Maybe you could have sun basket or purple carrot or meal delivery, those kits. Maybe you can have them teach your kids how to cook. It's perfect. They send them little cards and tell, tell them what to do. It's fun to get a package in the mail, right? Tell your kids it's for them and they can teach themselves to make dinner. Or you can send the kids to pool with your neighbor while you clean the closets, if that's what you want to do. Let dad spend the day at Six Flags while you work on your finances. Invite your green-thumbed friend to come plant a garden with you while you socialize and chat. You do not need to do it all, Supermom. Should I say that again? You don't have to do it all, Supermom. You can delegate. Number seven. We got two more. Number seven is delay. What on your list can you delay until next summer or wait until the kids are older? Intentionally deciding to delay an important task can free up mental and emotional energy. Delay the things that don't bring you delight. Delay starting a garden until springtime and there's rain (laughs) and moist earth and it's a better time to maybe start a garden instead of in the summer. Delay teaching your kids to cook until they seem interested in learning. We end up delaying things unintentionally anyways. You might as well delay them on purpose so you get the benefit of feeling in control of your life. All right, we're down to it. Last one, number eight, do. 
Sometimes the fastest way to feel better is just to do the damn thing. Spinning around inside your head, feeling too overwhelmed to take action can make you feel terrible. Go for a run, roll out your yoga mat, put your hands in the dirt. Taking productive action fuels us and motivates us to take more productive action. So I will review those again. Here you go. If you are trying to prioritize your to-do list and you're not sure where to start, focus on the Ds. Declutter, discipline, delight, decide, delete, delegate, delay, and do. If you go to this webpage, lifecoachingforparents.com slash 129, you can, there's a printable. You can print out a PDF and you can have this with you. Take this when you're looking at your to-do list because otherwise you can sit around and spin inside your mental circles all summer long trying to decide and you, when you really just need to take some forward action. Which leads us to today's life coaching answer. What gets in our way from going through these eight D's and moving the needle forward on our tasks? Here's what gets in our way. Worrying, analyzing, overthinking, discussing, and researching. All of these things fall into a category called intellectual action. It feels like we're doing something because our brains are so busy. We're talking about it. We're reorganizing our to-do list. We're putzing around the house, kind of getting things done. This intellectual action is deceptive. It feels like we don't have time for like really big, bold action because we're so busy spinning around in intellectual action that we have no clarity. We feel like we're already busy. We're like, I'm overwhelmed. How can I take on more? I'm already doing so much. But it's the mental state you're in that when you're taking the actions that's not giving you the results you want. It's not making you feel clear, accomplished, and in control. So it's really hard to move forward when there isn't a clear step to take and you're kind of just, you know, spinning around the house doing like taking one step in 10 different directions (laughs) just kind of keeps you stuck in a circle, okay? So if you are doing the dishes, but you're like, oh, I really should be working in the garden and then you're working in the yard and you're like, oh, I really should be organizing my finances and then you're working on your finances and you're like, I really should be playing with the kids, That is going to keep you stuck in this little spiral of unproductivity. This worrying, analyzing, overthinking, discussing, researching is intellectual action. And what we want is big, bold action. Big, bold action gives you energy and momentum. Big, bold action makes you feel confident and in control. When we research, I didn't mention researching. (laughs) Researching is a big, oh, I did say researching. Yeah, that's a big one that feels like intellectual action. We research, we discuss, we weigh pros and cons. We try to please everyone involved and even sometimes those not involved. But all this intellectual action does is it keeps us stuck and feeling stagnant. So we think we shouldn't take action until we feel confident. 
but it's these big, bold steps that actually will provide us confidence. So this is the trick. This is what happens. They're like, well, I feel confused. I don't have clarity. I don't feel confident. So why should I take big, bold action? Because it's the big, bold action steps in some direction that give you confidence. We try to have the perfect path to illuminate itself before us so we can be guaranteed it's the right path and we won't make a mistake and we won't do the wrong thing. But this perfect path does not illuminate because if it if it was going to, it would have done it by now. So we avoid this big, bold action because we feel vulnerable and scared. So we wait for confidence to come along, but it never does. So instead, we feel drained and tired from not taking action. We feel embarrassed by our lack of productivity instead of proud of all we accomplish. If you are having a hard time prioritizing and you're feeling stagnant because you're taking too much intellectual action, you've got two choices. Number one, worry, discuss and analyze, which will keep you feeling tired, confused, and nervous. Keep going. You can Do that for as long as you want. It's safe. That's why we do it, because it feels safe. Or you can take the second step, which is to feel the fear and take action anyways. Make decisions, take bold action to move the needle forward while also feeling fear. It's counterintuitive. <laughs> it's gonna, your brain's going to be like, this is not what I should be doing. But it's going to make you feel proud and energized so that when summer ends and school starts back up, you can look back on your summer and you will be able to point to exactly what you did to move the needle forward. You will feel accomplished and your mental and emotional energy will be cleared up. You will have started, got some good forward momentum going. Today's Supermom Kryptonite is one I cannot believe I haven't discussed yet. It's people-pleasing. When you are a card-carrying people-pleaser like myself, it can really get in the way from knowing how to prioritize. Because there are many people out there who have no problem telling you what their priorities are, and their voices can be really loud inside of our heads. Now, there are people who have no problem prioritizing because they know who they are and what they want, but they don't dwell on how others might feel about it, which makes it so much easier to prioritize. But if you're a people pleaser, it can be really hard because we don't know what we want. It's much easier for me to tell you what my kids want, what my husband wants, what my mother wants, my friends, my mother-in-law. I can tell you what everybody else wants. But if you ask me what I want, that's a little harder for a people pleaser to access. So if your mom thinks that your kids should be able to cook for themselves and your husband can't stand clutter and all the neighbor kid, neighborhood kids are swimming in the community pool, then it's really hard to know what the right thing to do is for you. So this people-pleasing can really get in our way from prioritizing, but it's really, 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 really important for you to know what you want and to give yourself permission 
to prioritize what you want. No one else is going to take care of you. It's your job to keep you in the driver's seat of your life. Your higher self knows what you need to be at your best. So make sure you're asking yourself on a regular basis, what do I really, really want? What do I yearn for? What would make this my best summer ever? When I look back at this time of my life, what will I be most proud of? Keep your desires, your spirit front and center, and you will know how to prioritize. Today's Supermom Power Boost is to let your future self be your guide. So we talked about this a little bit, sitting on the rocking chair on the front porch, sitting in the nursing home. Think about your future self. Now, it doesn't matter if it's five years into the future or 25 years, but really spend some time thinking about the person you want to be. What will you regret not having done during this stage of your life? What accomplishment will you be most proud of? What is the forward momentum that you could put into place now that you will reap the rewards of later? What obstacle will you be so happy in the future that you overcame? When I look back on my life 10 years ago, the things I'm most grateful and proud of are for sure 100% hiring a life coach. That is a gift that keeps on giving. Managing the brain, learning how to, I call it emotional mastery, like tune into your emotions and choose the emotion you want to be in. Like by far, that is like the best investment I have made in my mental, emotional, physical health, the ability to enjoy my life. It's been life-changing. So hiring that life coach, brilliant. Going through life coach training, Oh my gosh, such a good investment. Using my tools to overcome anxiety was transformative. I'm so grateful that I did that 10 years ago, 15, whatever it was. I'm also proud that I went all in on my coaching business. You know, I kept one foot in the classroom for so long and I still love teaching, but I'm really proud of myself for building something from scratch. I'm proud of investing in real estate when the real estate market tanked back in 2008. Everybody else was selling their homes and I thought, hmm, maybe this is a good time to buy a home. And sure enough, it was. So I'm super proud of myself for going against the grain and not joining the fear wagon. I'm also very proud of being involved in as many areas of my kids' lives as they would have me (laughs) because... Certainly, I would be more involved in my teenager's life now, but she does not want me that involved. But I'm super proud that I was involved because I have absolutely no regrets. You know, now I'm at this emptying state, emptying nest stage of life, and I'm so ready for it. I feel like been there, done that. I don't feel like I missed out. So really, like, look back and see what are you proud of in your past that you're super grateful for. And then put yourself out 10 years into the future or more and say, what am I going to be so proud of today? What am I going to regret not doing? We tend to regret the things in life that we don't do versus the things in life that we do do. 
we tend to be proudest of the things that are the most difficult also. So today's Supermom Power Boost is to make your future self proud. Really build a relationship with the person you want to be in the future and take steps today to make her happy and proud of you. Today's quote of the day, as soon as you trust yourself, you will know how to live. Johann Wolfgang von Goethe. Thank you so much, super moms, for listening to this podcast. I hope that you are doing well. If life coaching is one of those things that you think you will regret not doing, then you can go to lifecoachingforparents.com slash work with me and uh, sign up for a free discovery call. I am here for you, and I hope that you're having a fabulous summer, and uh, I wish you well. Take care. I will love you and leave you. Want a free life coaching session? Go to lifecoachingforparents.com and schedule yours today. And thank you so much for listening. I would love it if you would subscribe and share these podcasts with your friends. If you have a question you'd like me to answer on the air, go to lifecoachingforparents.com slash record my question and you can send me a voicemail recording or write me an email and I'll answer it on the air. Thanks again. Have a great day.